Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation and history proves it. Yet even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. Now, Cliff, I've mentioned this before, and I wanted to bring it up on the podcast today about something Dan Bongino has been fearing and talking about. And as I mentioned, when I'm in the car a lot and driving, I listen to the radio. I listen to WBAP here in in Dallas-Fort Worth, great AM radio station. You can uh, Google it, find it online, and you can listen to their broadcasts. A lot of great shows throughout the whole day. And Dan Bongino is on, I think, just before lunch till about 2 o'clock here, DFW time. But he's really concerned about going to a digital currency. And the big concerns with that are that the government will see everything, they'll know everything, and they'll be able to control you. And what have I said all along? What's government about? Power, control, and money. And that's exactly what they're doing. But it's something I could predict that would have happened over 55 years ago. Now you're going to say, how can you say that, Jeff? How can you say you knew this 55 years ago? I'm going to tell you here in a second. But if we went to a digital currency, I want to tell you this first. It will look good. And I want to go back to the Bible. And I know we talk about that a lot. But I want to mention to you that the Bible and what God wrote and what he created in this world, you look in Genesis, he made everything good. Now, of course, we all know the story of Adam and Eve, how Eve took of the fruit tempted by Satan, then Adam ate of it, and then they were cast out of the garden. And we can go through that whole litany of things that went on after that. But we don't have time to do that right now. But basically, the point I want you to get is this. God made everything good in creation. He made it for our enjoyment. But because Satan wanted to have domain and be a God himself, he perverted what God made good by tempting Eve, therefore causing the fall of man. Now, think about that. It says in the Bible that Satan goes around appearing as the angel of light. Everything he does is in opposition to God. It counterfeits what God does, and he is perverting everything that God made good. Now, track with me here. If we go cashless, think of all the things that it could change. People who deal in drugs or other illegal crimes that use cash, they'll be able to be tracked. I know they'll find other ways, but it starts tightening down on things. Then also you look at people who do businesses by cash. I know here in Texas, there's a lot of people who mow lawns, they fix fences, they paint, they do a lot of other um, odd kind of jobs that they get paid cash for that I'm sure they report to the IRS so that the government can get their cut of it. But imagine if we go cashless, the IRS will know everything you do, every transaction you make, and they'll make sure that you pay your part. In fact, Cliff, that might do away with tax accountants because the government won't need them anymore. They can just step right in and here's what you made. We're going to take it out of your account. And if it's not all there at once, we'll take it over time. But they'll know everything you do, every move you make. And that's Bongino's fear, the power and control they'll have over that. And it looks good, and it may be a good thing, but what it can do for money, power, and control in Washington of those 
who will abuse what is good, that's where the problem comes in. Now, you're wondering, well, what's that got to do with the garden and Satan and so forth and me telling you that I could have told you over 55 years ago this was going to happen? I believe personally in God's word, the Bible. I believe it's inspired, and I believe that he gave us his word. And as I mentioned to you before, I read the book of Revelation every month. I've probably done that for two decades. I study it. It's kind of a hobby book to me. But I want to read to you what Christians know is going to come. And I'm here to tell you that this digital economy, a one world economy, will occur. It's going to happen and it can't be stopped. You can choose to believe me or not, but I'm going to give you the evidence based on God's word. And then you can go from there. But I'm going to read for you out of Revelation chapter 13. And it talks about there's some beasts that come up in the, the very last days, the seven-year tribulation period. And one beast, and I'm just giving you the cliff notes of this, will have a fatal wound. Um, and there's different thoughts on what that fatal wound is, but that beast will be revived. It'll survive and overcome like being dead and then, and then being risen again. Remember, fake impression of Christ over this fatal wound. So there's a second beast that comes up. And it, it has the, the horns of a lamb. Now, remember, Christ and God is represented in the Bible as the lamb. Everything's counterfeit. Everything's fake. So this second beast comes up, and it has horns like the lamb. So some theologians believe it'll be a religious group or a religious person, this next beast. The first one is political. The second one is religious. But the second one speaks just like the first beast, just like the dragon who is Satan. And so this second beast, it tells us in Revelation chapter 13, verse 12, he exercised all the authority of the first beast. Now listen, and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. We're going to move down past uh, verse 14. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast. He was permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. I talked to you several podcasts ago about AI, artificial intelligence. My thoughts on this is that a statue is made. And I believe it's going to be a regular statue, but with computers and technology. That's how it will be given a voice to talk, but it will be a supercomputer. It will be able to tell everything that's going on in the world at one time. Now, remember, with the digital currency, everything you do takes money. Every move you make in an airport. And we heard them talking about this last week that the TSA is looking at expanding the facial recognition that they use on people when you come through airports. China is already doing this. The technology is there. This beast, this supercomputer in my opinion, that's given power by this religious figure or group will be able to track all that stuff. And he will know if people worship the statue or not. There'll be some way they'll do that. I can't tell you how, but there'll be a way that that's done. Now listen, in verse 16, he required everyone, small and great, rich, poor, free, and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast 
or the number representing his name. And at the end of that chapter, it says his number is 666. And you may have heard about that before, um, the mark of the beast, 666. We don't know if it's going to be literally that number or something else. But that's what Christians understand. And that's why I say this digital economy will come. But do you see, according to the Bible, where it's going to lead to? It is going to lead to that one world dictator. It may appear good and it may serve as good, but it's going to take us down the road to a place where a lot of people aren't going to want to go. I want to read one other section in chapter 14 for you in verse 9. Then a third angel followed them, shouting, Anyone who worships the beast and his statue, or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand, must drink the wine of God's anger. Verse 11, the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever, and they will have no relief day or night, for they have worshipped the beast and his statue, and have accepted the mark of his name. Now, you may have never heard this before. You may think this is way out there, but I'm telling you what's in God's word. And it is inevitable. It will happen. We just don't know how long into the future it will happen. But it's amazing in this world today to see what's going on and how we could be led down this road. And those who are leading us are being deceived by that light that is really the darkness. And they don't even realize where it's taking us to and where it's taking them in the end. So, Cliff. I know this is kind of a twist, but we talk about being a Judeo-Christian nation and our belief in the Bible and my belief in the Bible and the revelation and what God has told us in his word. So none of this surprises me. I knew this as a kid. I didn't know how it would come to pass. But now that we see technology and where we progressed over those 55 years, it's so easy. And to me, to people, it'll just seem common sense. This will be no big deal. They'll do it. It's fine. We can stop a lot of fraud and corruption that goes on with digital currencies. But I'm showing you where eventually this is going to take us. So it has a lot of good things light to it, but it's leading to the eventual dark side. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that concerns me about all of this is that, uh, so for instance, you know, you're, you've likened it to uh, uh, artificial intelligence. And, you know, here we have an individual by the name of Elon Musk, who is, uh, that's, that's his next big thing, is to get into artificial intelligence. He's already working on it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that a lot of this stuff is wrapped up in, in uh, you know, nice bows and glitter. And, uh, you know, it's the next best thing. Uh, that's coming down the pike and that's how people are going to perceive some of this stuff and and you and i both know that that's it's it's like false it's it's fake it's not you know it's not real um and people are going to need to recognize that um that it's not real it's not valid um, and it's nothing that we're really going to to want to be involved in so you know i j Jeff has this position, and I agree with him, that it's inevitable that it will go this direction. Right. I just want to hold it off as long as possible. That's my well, kind of... <laughs> exactly. And, and see, here's another thing. When you read in the Bible, you read in 1 John, we're not to love the things of this world or, or, or put our affections here. And I don't, and I mentioned that on the last, last podcast. 
I know where I'm going to spend eternity because I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I've accepted him. I believe he was crucified. He died on the cross. He was buried and he rose again. He's ascended to heaven. He's coming back one day. That is my belief as a Christian. You have the freedom to believe that or not. That's your choice in America. And I know these things are inevitable. But God, remember, he created creation for us. He made it good. And he wants us to enjoy his creation. Not the lusts of the flesh and the things of this world, material possessions, power, and status. I don't do that. I, I try not to do that. Yes, we all have that. It's going to creep up in our life here and there. But I enjoy God's creation. I enjoy the life he gave me. I enjoy the family he gave me. I enjoy the lot he gave me in my work. And I want to see my kids enjoy that too. But I would like it to continue, but I'm not worried about it because I know the end of the story. And the part is that we're talking about is the end of the story looks like it's getting close because of the things that are happening in the world. It could be a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, a thousand years from now. We don't know. But I'm telling you, by what we're seeing happen in reading God's word, it can't be that far off. So that's the concern. I know, I know where I'm going. I love God. I love what's going to come in the next life. But I enjoy what he gives me now. And, and I hope that makes sense to you and makes sense to the people that listen to the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I totally agree with you. Um, you know, and certainly we don't know when the, the end is going to come to all of this. Uh, but, you know, my position has always been I'm trying to hold it off as long as possible. I mean, to my, to my mind, I'd like to postpone it till after I'm gone, some of the stuff occurs. <laughs> But also after my kid is my, my son is gone, that sort of thing. So I'd, I'd really like it to be much later. <laughs> if possible. Oh, I know. And, and people hear this, they go, oh, you love this world and you need to be looking for the kingdom. Now, wait a minute. Oh, you hypocrites out there. Do you go to doctors? Do you try to prolong your life when you have serious illness? Don't you seek treatment? Of course we do. And they did in biblical times, too. They came to Christ to be healed so that they can continue life. And he healed them and he wants us to have life. He wants us to enjoy him, but he wants us to love him and love others like he did and share the gospel. And there's nothing wrong with loving this life. There are things wrong in having the wrong priorities in life, money, power, and control, and the wrong quest in life, the wrong eternity that you're looking for. So that's why we share this. And so all these things are going to happen. And Dan Bongino, if anybody knows him, you know, the six degrees to Kevin Bacon, tell him to listen to this podcast. Tell him to look Cliff and I up. And we'll come on the show and talk with them. But Dan, it's coming and you're not going to stop it. And I want to tell you about artificial intelligence. I just mentioned, you know, the TSA looking at using facial recognition. You know, people go, oh, my, they've been doing that. China does that. In fact, you remember the Boston Marathon bombing back in April? of uh, 2013. I don't know if you ever saw it, but you were able to go online and see a picture of the crowd and you saw this massive crowd, but you could take that and scale down to the very face of a person and see somebody in that crowd. And that's how they identified a lot of what was going on uh, during that tragic event at the marathon. So it's been around. You may be blind to it. You may not be paying attention, but folks, it's already here. And so I wanted to share that with you on a Judeo-Christian nation, God's word. It tells us everything and it can lead us. It can guide us. It could let us be a moral, just and free society. 
But we've got other problems too, Cliff, because we've got leaders in Washington that just still don't get it. And we've talked about the things here on the American Constitutionalist that we've proposed. And one of them is, is something that's going to hurt, and that's getting back to a balanced budget and stop deficit spending. And a lot of it's pork. And that's going to lead us to bankruptcy and potential digital currency too because of the great global reset you hear them talking about. It would be so easy. Okay, everybody, let's get on the same page now. We're going to reset the economy. But it's going to hurt. Just like you have to cut back with inflation and things going on now, you have less money because of inflation. You've had to cut back on things. And it's going to hurt for our government to take the stand, to do what's right, stop this spending, realign our budget, and do what government's supposed to do, and quit all this pork and other nonsense going on. That's a big proponent of the things we talk about, Cliff, is the deficit in the budget. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it is an interesting thing that we're going to have to get our arms around. And certainly with a Republican Congress coming in, House of Representatives coming in, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have a little bit better control over spending. Uh, one of the things that uh, that has occurred this week and we're still I think we're still waiting at, at the time that we're doing this podcast. We haven't heard how the, the Senate is going to vote on the budget for uh, 2023. Um, but what is occurring is that the um, you know, House of Representatives passed a budget for 2023 and the Senate is taking it under consideration. And it's the last gasp, it's a lame duck move by the Democrats who have control of both the, the House and the Senate uh, to control what happens in the first year of a Republican-dominated uh, House of Representatives. So they're basically uh, going to undercut the ability of the House of Representatives to control spending in 2023 by passing a budget today before the end of the year, before uh, the Democrats lose control of the House of Representatives. They pa they're going to pass a budget and they're going to spend monies that we don't have um, on things that we don't need. And... Right. Um, you know, just to, uh, you know, to, to make it more difficult for the uh, House of Representatives to be successful. So basically, you know, in a lot of ways, the, the Republicans and a lot of the public out there is looking for the Republican House of Representatives to control spending. That's one of the big things, you know, inflation right. is high um, and uh, interest rates are going up and there's all kinds of issues financially, you know, you, your dollar spends less today than it did two years ago, substantially less. It goes less yeah. far. Uh, and so, um, you know, those are that's one of the reasons why the, the uh, Republicans got control of the House of Representatives. So the um, the way that the Democrats intend, uh, obviously, in undercutting the ability of the Republicans to, to make the changes quickly is to pass a budget for 2023 undercutting the house of representatives ability to have a budget that's much more frugal than what the democrats would want so they're essentially you know um setting up the stage to to say well you know the republicans got in but they weren't any better at spending than we were um yeah. they spent just as much well no that's not true because uh what happened is that of the two years that this house is going to be in already half of it has been controlled by a democratic spending bill that's basically what the, what they've done right and then the media will trumpet it for them and make it look like the republicans fault we've seen this over and over and that's the problem we have we elect people to go to washington 
And then until they need us for the next election, the next vote, they just forget about us. And that's why we say that we need to bring the power back to the states and local communities. We talk about the uh, repealing the 17th Amendment, one great way we can do that. And then they keep passing these continuing resolutions to keep the government open. And uh, they keep threatening us with that. And we propose that, well, you want to do that? Fine, go ahead and do that. But the caveat is no one, no one gets paid and no one gets back paid for the time that you're down. The only people who do get paid are the essentials like the military and things that have uh, ramifications for the security of our nation. So these are things that we've been telling you about. We are going to come out with the plan and the American resolution to give you that we need to boldly take to our leaders in Washington to make the changes that are necessary to turn this country around and get it back on the right track. Because right now, we don't have the leadership in Washington. You can forget Mitch McConnell representing us, and we're fair here. We like truth and common sense, and we've got a problem in the Senate with Mitch McConnell and him leading the Senate. We've got a problem with no good leadership in the House. We need 21st century American Minutemen patriots who are not afraid to stand and go against the flow to do what needs to be done to get this country on the right track. And that's what we're here for. And we hope that you'll help us do that by sharing this podcast. It's free. We tell you that every single week. Share it with as many Americans as you can so that we can continue to unify as one voice in spreading truth and common sense. Yeah, one of the things that we're going to be talking about um, in the upcoming weeks is we're going to give you, you know, kind of like a few bullet points, maybe five or six bullet points that kind of uh, tell you what our position is at the American Constitutionalist. And then we're going to, uh, you know, tell you about the things that need to be done uh, in the country in order to get us back on track, to get us back to where we should be. And then we're going to also point out to you the things that you, the listeners, can do that would uh, help bring about some of the changes that need to be made. So it's going to be sort of like a three-point plan. We're going to tell you what we believe in. We're going to tell you the things that need to be done. And we're going to tell you the things that you can do to help uh, effectuate those changes. And that's why we need your help in spreading the word about listening to this podcast. When you subscribe to it, all it does, it doesn't charge you anything. It just lets you know each week when the next podcast is up and available to be listened to. We need your help. We need you to join with us. We need you to spread the word so that we can take the fight to Washington. We can't be complacent. We can't be silent any longer. And I'm speaking to everyone. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent. We have problems in Washington. And if we don't straighten things out, I guarantee you, folks, your freedoms, your liberties will be lost. That's not a threat. That's a promise. Because the people who are in Washington now, that minority few of representation that we've elected to go there, don't truly represent we the people in our desires for freedom, for the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness, for enjoying America, for enjoying God's creation and what he gave us. They're casting it away. And they don't realize that in the end, they will pay the greatest price. Yeah, we're going to suffer too, but they're going to suffer a whole lot more because of what they do to this country and where it will take us. So we need you to stand with us. We need you to share the podcast. 
And we need to pray for America that God will continue to bless this nation that I believe he ordained to be that light on the hill, the new Jerusalem. We have to get back to the original intent and meaning of our United States Constitution that was built on the precepts and principles found in God's holy word. We need to be a Judeo-Christian nation so that God will continue to bless us. Folks, please stand with us here at the American Constitutionalist, spreading the word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Tokar, reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalist still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.